Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Escape in Japan podcast. Today we'll be looking at the do's and don'ts of visiting Japan along with our regular features, word of the week, quickfire facts of Japan, quiz question and of course our shout outs. Before we get started, it's important to remember that Japanese people are among the nicest in the entire world. Their kindness and hospitality is almost unmatched across any other country. Not only are they very forgiving if you ever fall foul of any of the following rules, but they will also go totally out of their way to help you with finding your way around. In fact, on my very first day in Tokyo, I was totally lost. I asked somebody for directions and he actually walked me there. He was a young businessman, clearly with a lot to do, Yet he went completely out of his way to walk me for 15 minutes to where I needed to be. I've told this story to many, many people, and a lot of those who have either visited or lived in Japan have said exactly the same thing. This is a very common occurrence in Japan, so if you're ever lost, please do not hesitate to ask someone as they will make it their personal mission to ensure you know where you're going. It's truly amazing. So let's get stuck in as we take a look at the do's and don'ts of visiting Japan. Firstly, don't eat food while you are walking. You may have heard this one before, and I'll be honest, it's not something that you're going to get rugby tackled to the ground for. However, I can speak from first-hand experience that if you do happen to purchase even a small cookie from Family Mart and you decide to have it on the go whilst you're walking along a Tokyo street, regardless of whether it's busy or not, you will get strange looks. It's highly unlikely anyone will actually say anything to you, and really, there's no strong cultural reason behind this rule, it's just a way of life. So next time you're walking through Japan and feeling a bit peckish, remember to take a seat. Next, do slurp your noodles. It's very, very common in Japan, in a ramen shop or indeed anywhere that serves any kind of noodle dish, to slurp the noodles almost ridiculously loud. As this is meant to be a relaxing podcast, I'm probably not going to replicate the sound for you right now, but I'm sure whether it's soup, a cup of tea, or some spaghetti, we all know what slurping sounds like. Allegedly, slurping your noodles is a way of showing the chef that you're enjoying your food. From there, it's taken something of a hold across Japanese society, and it means that walking into anywhere that prepares any kind of food with noodles in ensures you'll be greeted by an orchestra of slurping. Don't be afraid and join in. Next, don't talk loudly on the train, and especially do not make a phone call. When I first arrived in Japan, having grown up in London, I thought this rule was a little bit unfair. However, upon going back to London and being subjected to loud conversations when all you want to do is relax, I now totally understand the Japanese way. 
Obviously, if you're coming home late at night after having a few drinks or a nice meal with some friends, naturally you're going to be a little bit animated and you'll be socializing at volume. That's part of life. But in the day-to-day, commuting on public transport, particularly on trains or on the metro systems in the big cities, is an integral part of life in Japan. So much so that it's important to ensure the journey is as calm and comfortable for your fellow passengers as possible. So stick some headphones in, put on your favorite music or favorite podcast, take in some of the scenery or the bright and brilliant commercials within the train, and you'll be at your destination before you know it. Next is a very interesting one. Do feel free to bow. As we all know, bowing is a fundamental component of Japanese culture. In most countries around the world, shaking hands is the more commonplace greeting. But in Japan, it's bowing. Don't be afraid to bow when you see someone, whether it's greeting a colleague or thanking somebody who served you in a store or a restaurant. But do remember that the amount of respect you want to show goes hand in hand with the length and depth of your bow. In total, there are three different types of bow in Japan. There's eshaku, kirei, and saikirei. Eshaku, E-S-H-A-K-U, is the most casual form of bow. This is where you tilt the upper half of your body to around about 15 degrees. So it's a very slight bow, and it's reserved for people who you know very well. Then there's kerei, K-E-I-R-E-I, which is slightly more formal. This is one which you would use to perhaps greet or say goodbye to a teacher or a manager at your workplace. Finally, there is saikerai. Saikerai, S-A-I-K-E-I-R-E-I. The literal translation of this word is the most respectful gesture. For this bow, you want to extend to at least 45, perhaps almost even 90 degrees, and do not rush it. Of course, this is only to be used in serious situations, such as having to offer a sincere apology or ask for a large favor. Either way, any Japanese person will definitely be impressed if you bow. Oh, and quick tip, for the guys, Keep your hands fixed to your sides when you bow, and for the girls, keep your hands clasped together in the middle. Yes, it's a little bit of a shame that there are different rules for both genders, but as I've mentioned previously, this is an area where Japan still needs a little bit of work. And for our next don't, we go back to food. Don't put your chopsticks upright sticking out of your rice. This is something that is often done at funeral services to honor the deceased. And in Japan, like pretty much every culture since the dawn of humanity, eating is a time where people can forget their problems and enjoy delicious food. So certainly nobody would like to be reminded of slightly less enjoyable times. Also, try not to rub the chopsticks together as this suggests to the owner of the establishment that their chopsticks are not high quality. And, as I found out last week, when using chopsticks, just be careful in general, otherwise you can end up with quite a painful splinter. Now we move on to something you should definitely do. 
which is when you receive cards and tickets, accept them with two hands, not just one. This is a sign of respect, and it shows the person in the scenario that you value whatever it is they happen to be giving to you, and therefore the interaction you are having with them. Business cards in particular in Japan are a huge part of society, so it's absolutely crucial that you always, always accept a business card with both hands and take some time to study it before you put it away. This will show whoever gave it to you that you appreciate not only the services they offer, but the efforts they've put into creating a stylish and elegant business card to represent themselves. Whilst this might feel a little bit like something from a 1980s film, I think it's a really beautiful feature about Japan which shows that sometimes it's important to care about things which can seem unimportant to the rest of us. Now we move on to our final do and our final don't. Firstly, our final don't. Don't express too much of a strong negative opinion on anything. Japanese people are extremely polite, and they will go out of their way to make someone feel comfortable and happy. And insulting someone is the absolute last thing anyone would want to do. So whether it's something heavy like politics and religion, or if you're just giving your thoughts on, say, a meal that you weren't perhaps overly keen on, it's important to remember that Japanese culture is one which places a huge value on respect for each other, and criticism of something that someone does can be taken very, very personally. So if you have an opinion on something which perhaps didn't please you all that well, just try and let them down gently. And finally, in this list of do's and don'ts, we finish with a do. Definitely do try and use Japanese phrases and words. Not only will Japanese people be impressed and appreciate you giving it a try, it is the easiest way to make a friendly Japanese person smile, which, I'm sure you'll agree, is an incredibly rewarding thing. Obviously, within the language similar to the bowing, there are different ways to address people depending on their status. For example, try not to say just arigato as thank you when speaking to somebody who isn't a close friend. Instead, go for either the classic arigato gozaimasu, or if you want to really impress someone, try domo arigato. That's domo, D-O-M-O, arigato. But either way, just give it a try, and you might make someone's day. That brings us nicely into this week's Word of the Week. A lot of you have been messaging on Instagram saying you wanted to learn more words that Japanese people themselves use so you can sound like a local. So I'll give you possibly one of the most widely used words throughout Japan, which many language apps will not bother to tell you. If you're a fan of Japanese movies, art, or anime, you'll almost definitely know this word already. It is sugoi. That's sugoi. It's spelt S-U-G-O-I, but of course, in Japanese, the letter U is a much softer sound. So instead of something like sugoi, it just comes out as sugoi. The literal translation of sugoi is something along the lines of the word very or really. But you would probably use it in a scenario where you want to express extreme 
happiness or approval, showing your excitement and enjoyment. Sugoi. And now for our regular quickfire facts of Japan. First up this week, it's about the scenery. The oldest business to ever exist exists today in Japan. It's called Kongo Gumi. It was set up to construct the Shitanoji Buddhist Temple in the year, get ready for this, 578. That's right, the year 578. That's a business that's been running still to this day for almost 1500 years. And the final fact is this in Japan, there are more pets than children. Yes, in Japan, there are 22 million animals kept as pets, but only 16.6 million children. Looks like Japan has its priorities straight. Fantastic. And now for our shout outs. A huge well done to last week's three quickest quiz question winners. The answer to what is the Japanese term for a bullet train was Shinkansen. That's Shinkansen. So well done to Pablo Bravo, to Joshua Durga, and to the wonderful Mariana who listens all the way from Argentina. I'd also like to wish a big happy birthday to Elise Poppy from Wales who turned 23 last week. A big shout out to the lovely Bonar who listens from the Philippines. And of course, the fantastic Matt Gizzy who runs the Carpe DM UK Instagram page from London. If you would like a shout out in the next episode, here is this week's quiz question. What is the third biggest city in Japan? That's what is the third biggest city in Japan? Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Next week will be a very, very special edition of Escape in Japan. For all you fans of true crime, you are going to love this. Next week, we will be taking a very in-depth look at the world of the highly well-known Japanese crime organization, the Yakuza. This is not one to miss. See you then. Arigato gozaimasu.